Coming up on this episode of Disneyland Weekly, Pixar Fest has landed at the resort. We have a complete rundown of the offerings. What not to miss at Pixar Fest, new dining experiences coming to the resort hotels and more. Disneyland Weekly starts now. This is Disneyland Weekly. Hello and welcome to this episode of Disneyland Weekly for the week of April 18th, 2018. I'm Tig Bushman. And I'm Teresa Urban. This week, we would like to thank Laura for increasing her pledge to the cast member level, Jeremy for joining her at the cast member level, Nicole and Liz for joining at the park hopper level, and Joanne for joining at the general admission level. Thank you for your help supporting the show. We are about to unveil a new logo for the show that will allow us to send out merchandise to you for your support. So expect that to be coming in the next few weeks. We're taking a survey of our listeners, and we'd like you to participate. It will help us learn more about you, no matter how long you've been a listener or how frequently you listen to the show. So please take a few minutes and visit our website at DisneylandWeekly.com survey. Thank you to all who have already completed the survey, and we're happy seeing all the feedback. Thank you. There are going to be some changes on this episode, so please hang on to the end of the show for more details. Now, let's get to the news. changes happening soon to the Space Mountain attraction queue. Work will begin soon to convert the old Starcade into an indoor air-conditioned queue. We do not know how this will affect the current queue layout, if it will simply be an extension of the existing queue, or if they will be relocating the attraction entrance. I am kind of excited about this, um, just because it does get kind of hot and a little ridiculous standing out in the sun. In Have California you been out there? Sometimes. There's no it's, shade. No, there's nothing. It's yeah, you're just you're just out there in the sun. So I, I think this is a good use of space and I'm curious to see how they're going to exactly incorporate this and tie it in. Well it's like what else are they doing with that space? Yeah, might as well perfect. use it for something. Well, this summer, there are some new dining experiences coming to the hotels of the Disneyland Resort. New character dining is coming to the Storyteller's Cafe at the Grand Californian and to the PCH Grill at the Paradise Pier Hotel. At the PCH Grill, Donald Duck's Seaside Breakfast will allow you time with Donald, Daisy, and Stitch as you enjoy an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet. At Storytellers, Mickey's Tales of Adventure will take you on a journey through his Adventurer's Journal, which includes Mickey's Friends. Reservations are coming soon. For the other dishes coming to the hotels, you can check out the Disney Parks blog post at the link in our show notes. And there are tons of things coming to the hotels for dishes, and we, were just, we just don't have enough time to list all the different things. They, look, they have pictures, too. It looks amazing. Over in a bug's land, you can take part in a Blueberry Scout Jamboree scavenger hunt. You'll be given a colorful map, and once you have completed the scavenger hunt, you will also get a bug-themed prize. So there hasn't really been too much online, because this did just start, so we haven't seen too many photos, but um, 
I did see what the map, or not the map, but what the instruction pamphlet looks like. And it's really cute. It's one of those um, things that you could, like the Easter egg hunt, you could, you know, keep it as a souvenir for sure. Um, There's been hints, though, because nobody really wants to be the first to give it away online as to what the prize is. But it kind of looks like it's maybe a pair of antenna. Oh. So instead of Mickey ears, you could wear your... Bug well, you know, and these hand. these things are going to be a big deal because there's Bugs Land's going away. Mm-hmm. So get, get them while you can. Limited time. Yeah. Well, to start off our long list of Pixar news this week, we'll cover some of the less exciting news leading up to the most exciting, in our opinion. If you're excited for The Incredibles 2 and want to see a sneak peek in the parks, you'll be able to starting May 18th. The sneak peek will include the first 10 minutes of the new movie and will be presented in the Sunset Showcase Theater in Hollywoodland. The preview will be in 3D and include special effects. Oh, that sounds so awesome. I really, I'm excited for the new Incredibles movie. I, you know, it's just, it's been so long since the first one came out that this sounds bad, but I've kind of forgotten what it is. So it makes me more excited to see what's coming. It's almost like it's a new movie period yeah i i need to watch it again myself because for some reason all i can remember is that i just didn't care for it that much but i feel like i I felt that way about despicable me and i went back and watched it and i love despicable Mm -hmm. me now so i'm thinking that i just need to watch it again and uh it'll be a good thing to see before going and see the movie this summer Downtown Disney has also gone full-out Pixar effects with Pixar-themed topiary-like decorations littered throughout the district. So um, there's a lot of different photos online for these. I don't, I don't know if they're actual topiaries or if they're they just, you know, just kind of fake, yeah. fake things. Yeah, I but think they're, they're like they're very different from the usual Disney topiary. I feel usually Disney's topiaries are very very green, very much looking like a bush, but they're sculpted beautifully. Yep. Whereas these are kind of more, kind of more modern and um, they're colorful. They, um, yeah, it's just kind of an abstract view of the characters. Abstract, that's the mm-hmm. word I was just thinking. Yeah. Well, the Blue Sky Cellar has reopened in California Adventure, displaying a sneak peek of Pixar Pier. The Blue Sky Cellar, for those of you who are not familiar with this location, is where the Imagineers show off new experiences coming to the resort. It has been pretty underutilized since the retheme of Buena Vista Street and Cars Land, but has returned with a lot to see for Pixar Pier. There is a concept art, video, and models of the rethemed area, as well as a model in credit coaster that you can operate. I thought that was kind of cool. So, like, it's like a little toy connect set kind of thing, and you can go in and operate it. That sounds really neat. A couple of the articles that I read were trying to make uh, trying to make plays on it, where they're saying, like, you you can make it e-stop and go again <laughs> and all this stuff. And it's like, well, I don't know. But it's pretty cool. It's uh, It has different lighting effects and stuff. That's neat. And I feel like this is probably one of the areas of the park that people don't really know is there so if you guys are going to be in the park soon i think if i were you i would definitely go check this out um it sounds really interesting and just really cool and kind of hand it's not very often that you get to be hands-on and up close and personal with the models of what they're going to be coming out well it's so amazing it's such an art form to, to build these models and to kind of see what's there like I just don't have the patience to build models, or I would. Like, I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, also, just because uh, Teresa made a good point, the Blue Sky Cellar is, as you go down the parade route past the uh, Grizzly uh, River Run, will be to your right, like the big uh, bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you go down the main parade route, uh, it will be right before you get to, like, the um, the vineyard restaurant that's there. It's kind of up in that little so area on the right. So this is if you're, as if you're entering the park, kind of going Yep, so you've gone through Buena Vista, and you're headed towards Paradise Pixar Pier soon. <laughs> soon to be Pixar Pier. Yep, it'll be on the right-hand side uh, up there. And yeah. there should be signage. I think when we went there, there was signage. Sure. 
You can catch some of your favorite Pixar shorts, including Lava and For the Birds, in Disney California Adventure. The Sunset Showcase Theater will be featuring a rotation of shorts during the Pixar celebration. Um, so I, I'm such a sucker for all of these shorts. There's, it's I hard for lava. me to even pick out what my favorite is because every time I say a new one. I've decided that that one's my favorite and then they come out with something better. So these are just amazing. And I, you know, unfortunately I don't take the time to really just watch them on their own. Usually the only time I see them is at the beginning of whatever film they were right. um, in front of, but such, such good creative and just beautiful pieces of film. I, I think these are so, you know, it'd be cool to see them again on the big screen. Yeah. I thought lava was my favorite but that's also one of the See, most recent. See, that's one of so. the most recent ones. So they just keep up in their game. <laughs> What's amazing to me is a lot of these shorts, not not Lava in particular, but a lot of these shorts have like no dialogue. Yeah. So it's amazing that they can tell a story mm-hmm. just visually and well, with, with some music and stuff. Even with Lava, I mean, that's just, that's singing. It's not, it's still just a lot. It's just, it tells a story more visually, I right. feel, than it does in the song. Yeah. <sighs> just so good. Yeah. Now I want to go watch it. <laughs> Well, over in the Paradise Gardens, there will be a lot of Pixar-inspired entertainment. The Pixarmonic Orchestra is a band that uses instruments like kazoos, sirens, cowbells, and more to perform the music. There will also be a character meet and greets in this area. I think that's a good use of that area. They keep using it. I think they used it for the Coco mm-hmm. uh, stuff that was uh, that was there earlier in the year. Uh, they used it for the Lunar New Year stuff. They do a lot of that stuff. So it's a great area to have this stuff. And so, of course, everything everywhere is Pixar. Why not make this area Pixar? <laughs> it is Pixar. So I, I'm very, I'm very, very interested to see um, what this music is going to sound like because it's really hard for me to wrap wrap my head around Pixar music. Like I can't hear you got a friend in me with cowbells and sirens. So I'm really, I'm really curious how they're going to pull it off together. I mean, obviously they will because it's Disney. Well, you grew but... up in Wisconsin. We use cowbell for like everything. <laughs> yes, but that's different. Anyway, so I'm, I'm really curious to see what this is going to sound like and what creative styles they're sure. going to use with it. So tag, I've got good news. You still have time to practice your dance moves because the Pixar Pals Dance Party starts on June 8th over in Tomorrowland Terrace. So you can go waltz with Woody, disco with Doug, or you could even jive with Jesse. I like your wording there. (laughs) I'm not a dancer, but I'll watch. I'll I'll watch uh, Woody and Doug and Jesse. I'll watch all that. You know, I think this is these are just great opportunities, especially for small children, because they just oh, get so, so excited every time I've I've never participated in a dance party, but I have gone past plenty of them. And the kids just light up that they're able to be that close with the with the different of characters. Course. And I mean, little kids just love dancing in general, I feel. So. Well, they haven't gotten that adult thing that we all kind of get, which is uh, that like embarrassment <laughs> to <laughs> do stuff. True. That's true. So, so, you know, kids don't care. No, they have a blast with it for sure. Well, there is a ton of food and merchandise that has descended on the parks for Pixar Fest. Our friends over at Mice Chat have a great article on a lot of items with pictures and descriptions. Items that caught our eyes were the Green Alien uh, Claw uh, Sipper, which has been really popular. It lights up and it's got the little claw and everything, so that's... uh, Pretty cool. Uh, The Pixar Fireworks mug was one of my favorites. It's a black mug uh, with little aliens going, ooh. (laughs) And then there's the fireworks, which I think looks nice. And then, of course, every time I see them in every picture I've seen so far, the alien macaroons. Ah, I want one so bad. They're fluorescent green almost, but 
something about that just makes me want to eat them. <laughs> uh, so I know Teresa liked a lot of stuff here. So oh, what did you see that gosh, you liked? Gosh, you know, I don't even know where to begin. So Tag wanted me to pick out just a couple of things to discuss on the podcast. So I'm going to try and make it brief. But honestly, the more I see of the merchandise that they've come out for Pixar Fest, the more excited I am and the more I want it. Um, and honestly, they've got it's they've got stuff from every Pixar movie. I feel I've just seen such a such a wide array of stuff. There's lots and lots and lots of shirts. The things that I like the best about the clothing, though, is I feel that they're they don't they're not walking billboard clothing. They're very they're creative. Um, well, they got so a lot of clever sayings. They do. There's a lot of clever sayings, and they're not they're just, they're not super cheesy. They're just, they're really well done. Right. Um, so, for instance, they have a lot of which I've not seen. I've not seen this before, but they have a lot of couples shirts. So they have a play on the um, Finding Nemo seagulls, the mine, mine, mine. They've got one that says she's mine and he's mine. I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a play on the coupling with. Oh, what was it? Oh, he's my greatest adventure. She's my greatest adventure. I thought I just think they're well done. I don't know if I'd be the couple type of person to wear them, but I really like how they're incorporating this because the whole thing with Pixar Fest is it's all based on friendship. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're doing all of these, you know, together shirts, I think just goes really well with the whole theming of the whole thing. I, you know, if I'm going to be in one of these stores, I would really would need to lock my credit card up because (laughs) there's so much of this stuff that would be coming home with me. Otherwise, are you going to get sad? Are you going to buy the lithograph with, uh, with the couple from up? God, that just pulls at the heartstrings. I just, I love. You just come into your house and look over and see them together yeah. in this picture, and then you start crying because you know. That- and that's another thing too. They've got a ton of really nice artwork for this. Yep. A lot of really cool Pixar up artwork that they've got for this too. It's just mm, well done, just very well done. Yeah, I think you know. Part of me looking at all this goes, man. I have not seen, even with like the 60th anniversary, I have not seen at least it didn't feel like there was so much variety of merchandise and i feel like there was just like their entire merchandise team just like threw up on everything (laughs) they just went nuts they said every single pixar themed idea that they may have had at one time has now become a reality yeah definitely it's just i mean like this shirt here there's a shirt that has it's got all of the emotions from inside out on it and it just has all the feels. I think that's so cute. That's just a just well. Well, done. isn't that something that the youngins say online too? All yes, the feels. All the yeah. Fe- <laughs> don't don't date yourself here, Tag. You're not that old. <laughs> well, you know, we get feedback that we need to be more kid like, so sorry. Yeah. But th- just just very well done. Oh, what was the other one, Tag? And I did pick out shirts for ourselves that were in the Finding Nemo themed area. So oh God, um, what did I pick? Mine was Mine was, it has a picture of Dory on it. It says, easily distracted. And yours tag is Dory talking to, um, oh, Dory talking to Marlon. And it says, Mr. Grumpy Gills. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely. uh, I also like the, there's one with Buzz and Woody. It's a Toy Story one. It's Buzz and Woody in the monorail with the aliens. And it says, I played at Disneyland Resort. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, I just saw one that I was, uh, well, they have the cute one. They have uh, Zerg with the three aliens. It says, you must yes. be this tall to ride with Space Mountain and in the, the background. Aliens, yes, the aliens are standing on top of each other so that they can be tall enough to ride. I don't know. Don't you think I should get the Spud Muffin shirt? <laughs> or <laughs> I'm a Nervous Rex. That might like be a good one. I like the Nervous Rex, too. Oh, they're just so well done. So good luck to any of you that are going to be visiting the parks during Lock Pixar Lock up Fest. your cards. <laughs> good luck so that you guys don't end up buying the entire store and taking it home with you because I know that that's something I feel Tag and I probably would do that I know I would 
So it's speaking of the merchandise and the food, something I did not put in the script, but I think I need to cover now that I see a picture of it, is we talked last week about how the Pizza Planet sign looked really janky and temporary and whatever. It is the aliens quickly taking it over. So it was meant to be that way. Did I not? I'm going to call out our fellow patrons in our Slack channel. Did I not suggest that perhaps that's what it was? I didn't want to hear it. (laughs) I just wanted to be mad about it because it looked ridiculous. I was trying to look at it positively. I really didn't think that that's what was going on, but I was trying to look at it positively. So there's typical me grumpy pants. So since we're on... Um, the new layover for Pizza Port. We can go, that's going on to our next news story. Sure. So, as Tag has already mentioned, the aliens have landed and they have taken over what was formerly known as Pizza Port. So, the real name of it, I thought it was just Pizza Planet, but the real name of the, the new restaurant is the Alien Pizza Planet from Pepperonia. Um, so, Pepperonia. yeah, did you know that? That's where the little green aliens are from. They're from the planet Pepperonia. <laughs> but um, so the restaurant Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> the restaurant has some new decor and there's even some aliens on the ceiling. Uh, there are multiple, multiple new menu items. We're just going to highlight a couple of them. The main ones where there's a cheeseburger pizza that does not look like it's for me, but maybe somebody out there likes cheeseburger and pizza mixed People together. People have said it's great. Really? I just yeah. don't know. Pickles on a pizza. I just There's something about that for me. Um, but there's blackberry lime parfaits, which sound, I don't know, but they just sound really, really good. <laughs> and then there's Tag's Alien Fluorescent Green macaroons oh i think i read somewhere that they have a, so it's a le- maybe it's a lemon filling that's in them i could be wrong on that but I oh thought if it's I lemon that. i'm very upset oh <laughs> i don't like lemon maybe not i hope not because i wouldn't eat one but gosh they look good well on the topic of food still not to be outdone by mice chat the disney parks blog posted a foodie guide to pixar fest that we have linked in our show notes it's amazing to me how much new food they have come out for this new event. New everything, merchandise, everything. food, banners, it's, decor. It's, it's almost like you're walking into a different park, really. Right. And like I said earlier, you know, when I went for the 60th anniversary, I felt like there wasn't this much stuff. But Pixar Fest, man, they are just going all out on yes. everything. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Just oh. incredible. So we do have... Um, we do have in here a list of 12 things that the Orange County Register put together, and it's things that they feel, and I agree, that you need to experience if you do attend Pixar Fest. So we're going to start over in Disney California Adventure. Um, so be sure to, number one thing there, definitely check out the Paint the Night Parade. So this does run nightly at 845. Side note to this, uh, World of Color actually is not running because it is under refurbishment. So the only nighttime entertainment right now is the Paint the Night Parade. Which is more than enough. The Paint the Night Parade is amazing. And I was surprised this week when Teresa and I were getting together to plan out the show this week. She had never seen the Paint the Night Parade, so we watched it on YouTube. Yeah, the last time I was in Disneyland was the Main Street Electrical Parade still, so... Unfortunately, it's been a little while for me to Paint have Paint the been. Night Parade is awesome. <laughs> it looks amazing. It's definitely, definitely going to happen the next the time. The music. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? So the only parade I didn't even notice, which is terrible. So there is a float, because we know the Incredibles float is coming. Yes. But there's a float that is missing from the original run of Paint the Night, and that is the Frozen float, because oh. it was too tall because of the cabling That's uh, right. down mm-hmm. Hollywood uh, Boulevard there. And... Honestly, I don't miss it because it's 
You're just not frozen. a frozen person. I'm just not a frozen mm-hmm. person. I just felt like it was overplayed. That's all. So um, some other things going on in the Paradise Gardens is there are those special meet and greets. So you can be on the lookout for Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, Buzz and Woody, Doug and Russell, Mike and Sully, and even Flick and Princess Ada. Ooh. Um, it, we've already talked about the screening of your favorite Pixar shorts at the Sunset Showcase Theater. Um, we also talked about the live music happening in the Paradise Gardens featuring the Pixaramic Orchestra. Oh, let's see here. And um, also in Disney California Adventure, there is a special annual pass holder s- swag booth, which is over at the AP corner in the Paradise Gardens. So this is really neat. They've already got what some of it out, obviously, since we've started. Um, but the theme is actually going to be changing every two weeks, and it goes through June 8th. So I think what I saw online right now is that it is a vinyl, like a decal, and yep. it was Buzz and Woody. Nice. Yeah, I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but now we actually have what the first one is. So heading on over to Disneyland, make sure you, again, number one thing, for sure, Together Forever Pixar Nighttime Spectacular. Um, The show starts nightly at 9.30 and runs approximately 10 minutes, or excuse me, 12 minutes. We will be going over this more in our discussion topic, kind of more what our thoughts are on um, what they did for this. The Pixar Play Parade um, also features some new new um floats in it this the start times for this varies it depends on the day it's either 3 30 6 30 or perhaps it will be at both times depending on what day you're there again, yeah the busier days they usually run at once yeah again yeah again later yep um again we're going to highlight pizza the pizza port that's been taken over so go t- definitely check out the alien pizza planet from pepperonia layover to the re- to the excuse me the restaurant Again, I don't know if I'd try the cheeseburger pizza if I were you, but it did sound like they had a lot of other great um, new menus, too. Um, So just at both parks, some general tips. Just be sure to get there early to try and beat the heat and definitely to beat the crowds. This is a very popular um, event that's going on. So there's going to be a lot more people visiting the parks to see all of this stuff. We know this because in our in our chat that our patrons are uh, members of. Yeah. A number of our everybody's going right now. Yeah, it's yeah. either gone, is there, or is going there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some emails and stuff, too, of people that are going soon. So, uh, you know, Pixar Fest apparently is just bringing the yeah, people in. just definitely a popular time at the park right now. Um, another thing, make sure you try out some of those special Pixar-themed foods. Like we said, there's a just a just a plethora of things for you to for you to try tag apparently wants to try the as we know i love macaroons anytime i see a macaroon anywhere i try to buy one (laughs) because i just love them i need to learn how to make them so a tip if you're a local you can actually save some money if you plan to visit the park before may 24th there is a special priced two-day or three-day pass these are not park copper pass they're just single park visit passes but the two-day pass is 159 dollars and the three-day pass is nine or excuse me 199 dollars there are extra charges if you wish to upgrade that's a um, deal to the park hopper pass that's a great deal but um you do have to use those tickets before the 24th and last but not least we've already talked about it again but checking out all of the pixar swag just a ton of limited time merchandise available including special annual pass holder goodies which you can find these things at the Kingswell Camera Shop, Knickknacks, and, and Disneyana. So grab yours before it's gone, because these are definitely, I think a lot of these things are going to be hot items. Well, you know, like we keep saying, there's not a there's not a lack of stuff for Pixar no. Fest. I, it, the, the problem here is going to be choosing which, 
making narrowing down your choice because you can't leave with everything. Now, right now, they say that Pixar Fest is going to end, I think it was September 3rd. Do you think that they might extend it? Gosh, I don't know. It I depends feel like, on how popular it is. I mean, granted, we are in the first full week of things, so yep. the excitement is at its pretty much at its peak right now. But yeah. I just I think know. that, like, knowing Disney and what they've done previously, I feel like, well, obviously, I think, like, the fireworks show is going to continue yeah, on. I think so. Um, and obviously, I think Paint the Night's going to stay going mm-hmm. in California mm-hmm. Adventure, and I think Pixar Play Prey. I think that's kind of going to be it for, like, at least until Star Wars time. Sure. Uh, but then... Uh, I just wonder if they're just going to keep a lot of the a it's lot of the, the theming the and stuff. The foods and the layers are going to all stay. Although I guess September third will probably switch over to Halloween time. That's true. So then they'll switch probably do the that. Holidays. But I feel like you'll still be able to get a lot of the Pixar Fest stuff merchandise. Yeah. yeah. This story is going to flow right into our discussion topic this week, but the new Together Forever, a Pixar Nighttime Spectacular debuted to pretty good reviews online. Teresa and I watched a couple of videos on YouTube of the new show, and we like it. My Sage did bring up an interesting position on the show that we thought we would should talk about. Uh, there are a lot of projections in addition to the fireworks. So in watching the show, what do you look at? For me, I always look at the fireworks. Uh, Teresa found it hard to concentrate on either, as both were eye-catching. Uh, so when you see the show, uh, what do you think your focus is going to be? Uh, this will be something you will want to plan out for your viewings. If you want the projections primarily, you'll want to be on Main Street in front of It's a Small World or in front of the Phantasmic Stage in Frontierland. If you want to see the fireworks, there is no doubt that Main Street is your best option, since this show has a lot of pyrotechnics going off of the castle itself. And when I say on Main Street, I mean more like the hub. Yeah. Because if you're like Teresa and there's just too much going on. So, yeah. So, the video that we were watching, we were... They're about halfway up Main Street. Yeah, I was going to say it was about halfway. And it was just so hard for me to... I I need to be sitting in the hub and watching watching the projections on the castle that are going along with the fireworks. And, you know, I was watching... Actually, I was getting distracted by watching the people in the audience getting distracted. They were doing the same things. There were points during this that they actually completely turned their back on the castle and on the fireworks and were watching all of the amazing projections going on the buildings beside them. So it's just, it's almost overstimulating, but it was just amazing. It's, it was just a little hard the first time for me to try and take everything in. Granted, it was just on a screen. I feel like I probably would have been more more distracted if I was there in person. But if I get the chance to go out there for Pixar Fest, I think I'm going to have to go watch this spec- nighttime spectacular a couple of nights just to be able to take everything in because there was just so many cool things happening. I don't know if anybody has been able to see this you know, at the park or if anybody has done what Tag and I have done and just watched somebody's video online. But this, I just think this is a really, really neat and just so many things going on. I think the main really takeaway... high energy yep, show. I, I think the main takeaway is definitely see it twice. Yeah, I think so. I think Pay attention to. to the projections once, pay attention to the fireworks once, maybe see it a third time and kind of pick what you I, like. You know, and the other thing I was going to suggest too is if you're going to see it multiple times, I, I would want to see what it's like watching it from the different viewing locations. Yeah. Since they have the viewing location back by It's a Small World and the one that's over by Fantasmic. Yep. I feel like you'd almost be seeing a different show at those different areas. Yeah, I just feel... If you're going to watch the projections, I feel like It's a Small World or the Phantasmic Stage is where you want to go. Yeah. Um, if Because you're not caring about the fireworks. I would definitely recommend Fireworks Main Street because there's so much that comes mm-hmm. off the castle mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, and it's really hard because I've, I've watched the firework, previous fireworks shows from the Rivers of America 
and you just really not, miss yeah, a lot of it's that just stuff. Not the same. Yeah, it's not frame. You know, I just love the framing that they do with the castle itself. So I need to be right in front of the castle to be able to well, see that. And the other things that you might miss out on is. Uh, Buzz Lightyear from yeah. Toy Story comes flying down instead of Tinkerbell. So, yeah, he, he's flying a hundred feet above the castle. Right. That's just, oh, it's just so cool. And then there's also the house from the Up hu- that yes. also comes down later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're going to miss out on those two spectacular things. So at least once you got to see it on Main Street to catch those things, yeah. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I it, I think it's kind of interesting the way that these shows are kind of progressing that they're getting more and more projection heavy. I mean, I'm a huge fireworks fan. So, mm-hmm. like, I feel like this show m- might almost be too much projection just because I feel like people go for... I mean, I guess they're not calling it a fireworks show. They're calling it the nighttime spectacular. Well, and that's... I mean, that's exactly what it is. There's just so much... There's just so much going on. It's just... Well, and can you imagine kids being like a little kid? Oh. Like, there's just so much going on. <laughs> It's so cool. So the other really cool thing that they did in this was um, if you're on Main... I feel like you need to be on Main Street to be able to see and appreciate this. But during the Coco section, they actually have dancers that come up. They're they're not actual like people, but they've got... Um, I don't know if they're big dolls or if they're big inflatable inflatable things or yeah, what they are but they they looked great they were different characters um there's 10 of them that come up on top of the buildings of down main street and they look like the different townspeople from Coco. the yeah from coco but they look like the the dia de los muertos oh yeah people so the people the passed away people so they yeah. look like, they're the skeletons i guess sure. would be a good way of saying it um that come up and come kind of alive during that section. And I mean, it was cool because <laughs> when we were watching the um, the video, I actually like audibly gasped and was like, oh my gosh. And then I paused and realized that like half of the people that were standing next to whoever was filming it did the exact same thing. So it was just very unexpected. Well, and at the end of that segment, cool. people were cheering. Yes. And that were, was there the, was just a roar from yeah, the crowd. It was that seemed awesome. like the That seemed like the... The, high the fan points. high yeah, point of yeah, that. Just a lot of energy there. I will say one thing I I am disappointed with with this show is I'm used to uh, Disney firework nighttime spectaculars being closer to 18 to 20 minutes lately, and this one is only 12 minutes long. You know, though, I feel like this one, a lot of times with their nighttime productions or shows or whatever you want to call them, there's always kind of like the slow lull section somewhere in the middle towards the end where I don't feel like there really was one for Pixar. It was just boom, 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 yeah. just very high energy and just kind of kept you at the edge of your seat in essence for the entire show. So, you know, there wasn't that kind of that kind of downtime like there yeah. has been in other shows. So I don't know if I really missed the fact that it was slightly shorter because it was just so much more energy. But did you feel did you feel like it was like telling a story, like a cohesive story. Like a lot of the fireworks shows have gone, like, you know, you have kind of like a, a story that's kind of weaved there through is. the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, it felt kind of disjointed. You know, I don't know if it was disjointed. I feel like it just highlighted, I, I feel like this is just a different take on the nighttime spectacular because, mm. again, like we said, this is just highlighting friendship and togetherness. And so I think what it did was just highlight the friendship and togetherness and the strength of friendship. And they just kind of portrayed that through the different movies. Right. So, I, so it wasn't really a story, I don't think. I think it was just telling a, telling and show showcasing friendship, I guess. Well, one thing I did see online that I think uh, for those of you that have kids or are going to be going with kids, 
the villain segment, if you will, of this is the very intense uh, incinerator. incinerator scene from Toy Story 3. So uh, be prepared if you have small kids. That mm-hmm. could be something um, of a concern for them or for you because the projections on Main Street are very red and ominous yes, and the fireworks and, very, and the music yes, very vivid so just uh just be aware if you've got small children they might have um a little bit of uh anticipation about that segment <laughs> so again i you know and the other thing too when you're going going back to if it was a cohesive story or not i honestly was so overstimulated i don't <laughs> it I didn't matter if there was a you know i was just just so like amazed at everything i was too busy being amazed that i wasn't really focusing on if there was a story or not so i just i just need to watch it again and again and again and just dissect it i guess <laughs> which i'm totally okay with so between now and next week that's all oh, trace is gonna be doing yeah. is watching together forever over and over again mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that so uh the other thing that came to disneyland obviously is the pixar play parade so we kind of talked about this a little bit um i've seen this show this show's not too much different from when it was over in California Adventure, they did add you know some new uh, some new floats and some new characters to the parade, uh, which I think were well done. My favorite thing was the twelve foot tall bird Kevin yes, from Kevin. Up uh, with uh, <laughs> with Russell Russell Ride again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's probably one oh, of my excuse favorites. Me, her because we we learned that Kevin is a girl. oh yeah that's yes. right riding her back yeah <laughs> so I think that's my favorite because it just looks so cool because it looks like a freaking bird walking it's, around with it's Russell really really cool and I kudos to whoever is in that costume because that can't be easy to maneuver right. that thing around but it's just it looks awesome I think we talked about that a lot when we when we were watching a lot of these things on mm-hmm. YouTube we were talking a lot about how these performers really deserve. Uh, some kudos because yeah. some of their things that they got to deal with. Teresa was pointing out uh, with Paint the Night, the Tinkerbell at the beginning, like, yeah. how does she deal with being strapped just, on yep, there like that? <laughs> kind of getting whipped around all over the place, and she's just got the smile on her face and is just loving it. So it's just like, wow. So, what was your thoughts on the Pixar Play Parade? You know, I, I really, so I have not seen it in person, um, but I really do like, I really appreciate the new, um, the new floats that they have on this so um some of the new ones besides the the up one was they had a really cool um scene from inside out and it's the um it's got bing bong on the back and it's got joy and sadness and they're riding the wheelbarrow the wheelbarrow but i can't remember what the the radio flyer cart or whatever there's there's some sort of it's like their spaceship or something oh yeah um on top of the memories right yes on top of the memories it's just a really cool um, I, I just really like that scene in the movie. I like how they depicted it on, you know, in the parade. Plus, I just love Bing Bong. So, yeah, I just just I think it was really well done. High energy again. I think oh, that's yeah. maybe the theme for Pixar is lots of energy. Oh, totally. And then the um, the other thing, too, is they, they kind of showcase the where it all began, the Pixar lamp. So they have a 14-foot tall Pixar lamp that actually leads the parade. And this lamp's really cool because it's not just stationary. It kind of moves and bends and like does a real its own thing. Yep. It's it's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I um I think it was a good refresh for this parade. Like yeah. and I feel like there's probably a there's probably a selection of people who have been to the Disneyland Resort and either never saw this parade in California Adventure or just for whatever reason never went to California Adventure so they haven't mm-hmm. seen the parade. Mm-hmm. So now that it's in Disneyland, uh, I think it'll be a fresh thing for a lot of people to either rediscover it or discover it for the first yeah. time. 
Well, speaking of parades, uh, well, the Paint the Night Parade used to be at Disneyland. For, it was the 60th anniversary parade for Disneyland, and it has moved over to California Adventure. And like we said earlier, the Frozen float has disappeared because of the height mm-hmm. restrictions. A new Incredibles float should be coming uh, in June for this parade. So if you go and see it now, go back and see it after June because <laughs> it'll have a new float. So... I love this parade. It, this parade is just beautiful. And, you know, I think when we were watching it, you said it correctly. This is this is our generation's Main Street electrical parade for sure. It's just so well done. And the thing that I, I appreciate the most about this parade is in this day and age, they could have done just a lot of projections on a lot of screens, but they right. didn't. They stuck to the classic um, light bulbs. And I think that that just makes it so much more magical and just so much more just but they're like Amazing. LEDs, so they've got that like LED coloring to them. Yeah, you know so what I mean? More, Which I like. More sharp color, yeah. more crisp color. Yeah, and then they used—it's just beautiful. There's some neat effects in this in this parade too that I really enjoy. I mean, obviously the one I always think about is the last float with Mickey. They've got that weird like turning ball, in on itself it's thing. Just, yeah, that that globe thing in the it's back. So it's so cool. It's mesmerizing. I just can't keep my eyes off it. I'm just trying to figure out like, whoa, how's that working? Right. But um, another one that we that to highlight too is the um, cars float has 17,000 lights wow. in it. Um, so it's a 54 long, foot long Mack truck that has ju- that's just covered with lights on the inside right. of it. And it does all of these really cool things with the music. And mm-hmm. it's just rows and rows and rows and rows of lights it was it's a just, neat effect it was cool and when we were first watching i thought it must have been you know, some sort of screen mm-hmm. and then as it came by you could see you could it. actually see through it and see the people watching on the other side of the street so it was just it was just incredible to me so this is totally not going to matter to anybody listening to this podcast when Teresa, one of the videos we watched of this there was a performer in the video that we saw that like got taken away. So I watched. I sa- I found a different video taking from that same night, mm-hmm. and uh, his like battery pack or something had fallen, oh. and that's why he had to get escorted off. Because I thought he like hurt himself. Because mm-hmm. there was a performer that like stopped dancing and kind of walked to the side and kind of stood there. And of course, he's one of the light up performers, so he's standing there all lit up, not moving. And I, that really drew my eyes. So uh, you know, stuff happens, but you know what? They handled it like like pros, and I think they deserve. A lot of credit for that because uh, I watched an interview with uh, one of the parade designers for Paint the Night, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the challenges of moving it from Disneyland to California Adventure. Obviously, one of the challenges was the height, and they had to lose uh, Frozen. But the other challenge was they said the parade route at California Adventure is a half a mile longer Holy than the parade cow. route at Disneyland, so they had to wor- worry about providing enough power to make sure that all the floats could stay lit for that amount yeah, of time. Well, and then just even the performer's fatigue, that's yep. a lot further to have that is to a be lot further. dancing your way through. Wow. Well, if you think about it, that parade route is very long. It comes mm-hmm. from it comes from Tower, uh, from um, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and it comes down Hollywood Boulevard. It goes through Buena Vista Street, all along the side, goes all the way around Pixar uh, Pier, and goes into the parade gates uh, right before you get to um, the Incredicoaster. So wow. that's a very long parade route and really i believe that she said that california adventure was really designed to be for a a long parade like that and for having enough you know being able to spread out a crowd like that which is also why uh, if you look at the crowds they don't seem as crowded as disneyland because they're just more spread out so but and then i think we received an email um from one of our friends that had just gone last week dan and he was saying that 
a cast member kind of was talking to him about how they also designed it so that you had easy, so it was easy to exit the park after seeing the parade. Right. And so he said that when they were walking out, he said it was really cool because they were kind of going down the same side street. So it was almost like they were walking with the parade and he said it was really neat. Oh yeah, that is super cool. So I thought that was a really interesting take on it too, was to not only have the layout done well so that it can, you know, so that the, the viewing of the parade is is optimal with the fact mm-hmm. that they then also thought about, okay, now we got to get all these people out and they want to get out quickly because for most people, this is probably the end of their night is watching this parade. Right. Yeah. Parades and fireworks seem to be kind of like the, the last thing the, that people do. Yep. And it's kind of like the mass like yeah. exodus of, Oh, let's all get back to the hotel. Well, a lot tired. of it. You got little kids yeah. and stuff. That oh yeah. And it's been a long day. Yep. It's been a long day. So the um, paint the night parade runs nightly at eight forty five. Some nights there's also a ten forty five show too. So this one does also include dining packages that do have reserved seatings at two different locations. Nice, yeah. Um, I know we did the dining package for World of Color, and I thought it was worth it. We also did a dining package for Fantasmic, and I thought that was worth it. So I would imagine that the paint the night dining package is also good. Actually, do you know? Um, we didn't look this up, I'm sure, but do you know for that dining package, do you end up getting that spot that's kind of like, um, up in the winery kind of area that you can like, you're kind of above oh. everybody and you could see it. That would be a prime spot. That would be, that would be really nice. If that's not the dining location, perhaps you should go there for the, <laughs> for the parade. Cause I think that would be a great spot to watch it from. Yeah. Especially cause you're just slightly, you're slightly elevated. So mm-hmm. you're kind of looking and there's over. Chairs. Yep. There's chairs. Plus you're looking over the rest of the crowd. Wow, yeah, you'd have a really nice unobstructed view from there. Yeah, that would be a great one. Well, that does it for our discussion this week. Uh, If you have been to Pixar Fest or are going to Pixar Fest, feel free to send us some information. Uh, Always, we love getting pictures and stuff from you guys. So if you have pictures of any of the meet and greets or you eating, if somebody is eating a macaroon, (laughs) uh, you can send one of those along. If you 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 have any of that type of stuff, that would be super awesome if you send it our way. We love seeing that stuff and hearing from you guys. Uh, Any great pictures or tips that you guys have for the stuff, if you send them to us, we'll try to share those out on... On social media so others can take mm-hmm. your uh, great words of wisdom who have been there. Well, I know our friend Ken was just there this past weekend and so he was kind enough to send us photos of his new popcorn bucket and oh, yeah. zipper and they were re- they're really Mike neat. and Sully, right? They're, yep, it's Mike and Sully. So Sully is the popcorn bucket, Mike was the zipper and the neat thing about them that is, is they really actually cool. have, they have interlocking bases so you can actually... Um, display them together and he he showed us a picture of them displayed in his home but they look really nice and honestly i didn't even realize that it was the popcorn bucket and the sipper at first because they mm-hmm. just looked like figurines yeah They're you know really what? nicely done i just saw a picture i didn't even read anything about it. i just kind of glanced at it and i didn't know it was a sipper yeah. until you just said it's that the sipper that is and the popcorn bucket yeah. they should do that more often because mm-hmm. obviously that would make like you want to buy both yeah wow i'll tell you man whoever they have for <laughs> merchandising right now they are on top of their yes, game they are well Thank you to everyone who has taken the time to send us feedback. We love hearing from you, and please keep it coming. We're going to start doing feedback a little different on the show from this week forward. We only have time to share some of the feedback on the weekly show. We've decided we will be creating an additional show that will only feature feedback from our listeners. So if you want to listen to us discuss the feedback we receive or just hear your feedback on the show, please download the feedback episodes that will be posted to the main podcast feed soon. Our plan is that we probably are going to do one of these maybe a month. We're going to collect all of our feedback throughout Mm -hmm. the month. 
during the main show, we will pick one piece of in one piece of feedback per platform. So Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, and email, and we'll read that on the show. But everything else, we'll save for a feedback episode because we're just getting a lot now. Yeah. So during these feedback episodes, we are going to, of course, read your feedback, but then we're also going to um, discuss different you know if you come up with some idea or had some sort of thought or you know if there's we'll discuss it too yeah so it's not just gonna be us reading yeah it's basically what we've been doing maybe we'll even you know elaborate more because we won't feel like we're crunched for time um, but we just didn't think that it was fair to either shorten our responses to your feedback or take up so much time with just reading the feedback so we we're trying to find the happy medium there yeah. so hopefully this is it and so we would love to hear your feedback on what we are doing with your feedback on the feedback show. So <laughs> please let us know what you guys think. If you like it, if you don't like it, if you want if you want us to change something, we're down for ideas. Absolutely. So another thing that's coming down the pike that I didn't put in the script, but I do want to cover is um, sometime next month, we will also be doing uh, an episode that we'll put in the feed that is... Uh, all of our feedback from the surveys, because we've got a lot of feedback from the surveys and we do want to talk about it. It's all anonymized, so we don't know who said what. But I think that um, we'll have a whole episode dedicated just to that. We'll talk about what people liked, what people didn't like, uh, and we'll go from there. And yeah, what some of our what things we learned about ourselves maybe during it, what things we might we might be tweaking or you know doing a little bit differently because of it. If you like behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Perfect episode. Yeah, if for this you. is if, if this is not your thing, that's totally fine. Yeah. Keep listening to the you know our normal weekly podcast where we just go on and on and on about Disneyland and how right. much we love it and how much we want to be there, especially now for Pixar Fest because it sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, if so, if you guys don't want to listen to it, that's fine. These are going to be totally separate episodes from right. our normal weekly show. Yeah, and it's not going to replace any normal weekly show. This will be an additional episode yes. sometime in the week for that. So, so. In sticking with that, we have some Patreon feedback, first from Liz, who said, uh, who actually points out something very interesting and I could not get information on, uh, but if any of you guys know, let me know. Otherwise, we're going to keep an eye on it. Way to go, you perplexed tag. Yes. awesome. (laughs) Well, it's surprising because I I looked on all these other Disney news sites and nobody has pointed this out yet, so I don't know if it's what it is. But she says, if you look at the Disney calendar, it shows there is no schedule for the rides in Toontown. My guess is it's going to be closed starting April 30th and closed through at least the end of May. Have you guys heard anything about why it's closed? We're heading to Disneyland May 16th through the 18th, and we're looking forward to Toontown town i have not heard anything but if you look all the attractions there cartoon spin uh gadgets go coaster goofy's bounce house Minnie and mickey's house they're all listed as unavailable for that so i have two ideas on this sure they're either going to take the time and actually do some refurbishment on the the set pieces or whatever you want to call it in toontown because i know that they've unfortunately kind of have been missed over the years so they're showing their wear i'm talking about like the mountains in the back that sort of stuff However, I don't know why you'd have to shut down every single ride for this. Or it was just a clerical error and somebody completely messed up and didn't actually type the schedule. You know, you have a good point, though, because one of the things that I've seen online that people are concerned about with Galaxy's Edge is being able to see Galaxy's Edge from within Toontown. So maybe they're going to build up some type of... Yeah. And they don't want to have... People walking around. Yeah, maybe they need a crane in there or something. Ooh, well, Liz, you've we'll got us to, thinking. Yes, you've got us thinking, Liz. We're going to try and keep keep our eyes open and our ears open and see if we can find out any more information for you because you've definitely piqued our curiosity with this one. So from some feedback that we got on Twitter from Lexi at... 
Lou Kitty Muffin. Lou Kitty Muffin. Sorry, I didn't want to butcher that, Lexi. So you make my daily work commute to home much more enjoyable. Podcast listener for the win. <laughs> Thank you, Lexi. Love that. Was Short and sweet is fine with us. I'm glad. I know work commutes really aren't that great and fun and hopefully yours isn't too long but i'm glad that we're able to make it a little bit more fun and bring you some disney magic on your daily routine absolutely uh facebook marshall who sent us uh that awesome that awesome email. email last week said uh just a thought about the incredibles float not debuting with the parade maybe there's something on it that will only be in the new film or is a spoiler just a thought i had while listening that I, is a great point i think that is a really good point marshall and i mean well we time will tell what what it is you know was it just that they got behind schedule or yeah maybe is there something on there that's going to give a little bit too much away about the new film maybe um so from itunes Princess Carstales Herondel. I'm sorry again if I butchered that. But she says, Tag and Teresa deliver. This podcast brings you the news, rumors, and facts that you want and need. The hosts have good energy together and are fun to listen to. Sometimes I find myself listening more than once because there's just so much content. Thanks for bringing us Disney... Excuse me. Thanks for bringing us our Disneyland fix, tips, and secrets of the park every week. Well, thank you so much for your enthusiasm and your... Just really positive, really great review of us. Um, you know, I'm finding like this is a, a a trend. This is she's not the first person that has has said that they're listening to the episodes more than once. So our I'm glad that you guys are getting so much out of our episodes. We do we do try and take a lot of time. We do really enjoy taking the time research. You know, going through all this stuff and putting this together for you. So I'm glad that you guys appreciate it. Hopefully listening more than once isn't related to the other feedback we get, which is that sometimes we talk too fast, so maybe they have to <laughs> yes. back it up. Uh, so uh, we'd also like to thank, just in general, there was three iTunes reviews this week, yes. which is the most we've had in one week. So thank you guys for that. We love the iTunes reviews. If you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, please do so. So finally, uh, we have email feedback from Ashley. And Ashley said, hello, Tag and Teresa. I wanted to share my story on getting the honorary citizen pin at Disneyland. My one and only visit to the park took place last year. I was in the area for a convention and decided to extend my trip by a day so I could finally fulfill my childhood dream of going to Disneyland. Aww. The day was amazing. I stayed on site to take advantage of the extra magic hour, used Park Hopper to see and do as much as possible, and stayed that night for Mickey's Halloween party. By the end of the night, I was exhausted but so, so, so thrilled with my perfect day. I was ending my night by picking up some things to take home in the Emporium. The cast member who was ringing up my purchases asked how my first time at Disneyland had gone, thanks to the handy pin I was wearing. I opened my mouth to explain how wonderful everything had been and just started crying instead. Embarrassed, I tried to tell her that it was I was just overwhelmed and exhausted, but I just kept crying. She told me to give her a second, and she rustled in some drawers until she found the honorary citizen pin and said that she would love to make me an honorary citizen. I was so touched by this gesture that I cried... Just cried more, which makes this a super embarrassing, but also super wonderful memory I will have forever. I'm really enjoying your podcast. Keep up the great work. Ashley from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Ashley, these are the type of stories I love hearing about Disney parks anywhere, because there's always those cast members, you know, just like anywhere, there's cast members that aren't that great, but there's always those cast members who try to go the yeah. extra distance to make your day that much better, and this person did. And what a great story of how you got your honorary citizens. And I'm sorry, I've been to Disneyland so many times, and I have I didn't even know that this thing existed, and Me you either. were there the first time, and they thought that you were worthy? That's, <laughs> oh, 
Good for you, Ashley. Maybe that's you need to just, cry some more, Teresa. No, that's just that's just so, and that just speaks volumes to how magical Disneyland is. I mean, she was just just so overwhelmed and just so just full of the magic. Joy. I guess yeah, the magic, the joy, the whatever that she just. I mean, and I get it. She probably was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, why am I crying?" And you just you just couldn't help it. It was just just coming out of you. But that's just just. What a great story. Again, thank you so, so much, Ashley, for sharing that with us. And thank you for letting us um, share it with all of our listeners, too. I'm sure they appreciated that story, too. But that just was just heartwarming. That was just great. You know, I'm amazed at how much feedback we've gotten about this honorary citizen pin. Like, it just people how came out of the woodwork. I not know that this thing existed. I don't know. You didn't either, did you? No. Uh, yeah. There we go. Living under rocks here in Wisconsin, <laughs> <Apparently>. I guess. Apparently. <laughs> well, as we wrap up this week, we want to thank you all for listening each and every week. Please don't forget to support the show if you can by going to DisneylandWeekly.com slash support or by sharing Disneyland Weekly on social media or by word of mouth with other Disneyland fans that you know. Just a reminder, we if you are a patron or will become a patron here in the next month or so, we have some merchandise we have some pins and stuff that is going to be going out to everybody so if you want to get in on the first wave of that stuff now is the time if you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast you can help us out by becoming a patron patrons get some nice perks including access to a chat with us and fellow disney parks fans and some really neat disneyland weekly swag that we are so excited to be ordering very very soon but you can find out more at disneylandweekly.com backslash support thank you again to jeremy nicole liz and joanne who all became new patrons this last week well we love seeing reviews on itunes plus it helps get our rankings better so more people can find us and join the community please write a review so we can read it on the show and others can know what you think if you want to join in on the conversation you can go follow us on facebook by searching for disneyland weekly on twitter at dl weekly or sending us an email at feedback at disneylandweekly.com feel free to email facebook or tweet at us any questions feedback or suggestions you may have about the show we will be back next week with more disneyland news and information so until then go out and enjoy the parks and pixar fest Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon.